Lord, we thank you that the wonder of Christmas is that not we, that we just have fun and celebrate, but that actually we have encountered the Saviour of the world. And we just, in our midst in this moment, we just honour you and lift up your name and lift you up because you are not just a baby in a manger. You are King of the world. You are Saviour and Lord and friend. And we thank you so much that we're not celebrating a story from the past. We're celebrating a reality today and a future reality that's going to break in fully at some point in our future. So Jesus, we we just honour you in our midst this morning and say thank you that it's true. You are light of the world. And as the world gets darker, you shine brighter. Jesus' name, Amen, Amen. Do, do have a seat, guys. Thank you, thanks, lovely worship band. Now I'm just going to take a few minutes uh, to just talk a little bit about um, how wonderful Jesus is, which is my. Uh, I love to do this, but I'm going to ask some people. If your kids are a bit noisy, don't worry, it's totally fine. We're really comfy with that. And um, there are some worksheets, I say worksheets, that sounds like school, doesn't it? Puzzle sheets, puzzle sheets, down there on the right, there's some paper, so if they want to do word searches or stuff like that, then they feel free to go and, um, go and grab one. But I'm also, ooh, sorry, you might not have seen that, it just collapsed, hold on. <laughs> I just, just went down. I'm going to ask uh, three of my uh, friends to come up and join me. I'm going to ask Candice, Mindemi, and Jamil to come up here and join me as we um, continue our theme of um, thinking about a global Christmas. So, um, round of applause for these guys. <laughs> this is Jamil. This is Windemi, and this is Candice. You've already met Candice because she uh, did our amazing quiz, which I thought I didn't get very many answers right, actually. <laughs> but there we go. So um, these guys are a part of our church here at Central, and uh, I've just asked them to share a little bit with us what Christmas looks like for, for them and uh, their family, and maybe things that they do in, in their home country, and maybe what they do now. So the question to all three of you, and we're going to just pass the microphone along, I'm going to start with Jamil, go to Windemi, and then Candice, is um, tell us how you celebrate Christmas, and is there a particular tradition that you have as your family that, is, that you really enjoy? Uh, in Pakistan... Uh we call Christmas is Baradin. It's a big day. That translation is a big day. And a big day is for all of, uh, even we are minority in Pakistan, but it's a big day for everyone. And uh, we celebrate Christmas in the same way that uh, the tradition of the West, because uh, we receive the Christianity from the West. So therefore, we are doing most of the things the similar. We are doing the carols, uh, uh, singing in the churches, uh, Sunday school is uh, involved in the, uh, in the carol services, dramas are going on. But one thing that we miss a lot in a youth, as a youth in our church, we do a Christmas pageant. Christmas pageant. A Christmas pageant. And that is, that is a very good, we wait for the whole year and we prepare the pageant for whole, whole uh, from the November to December. And in this pageant, we try to bring the real animals 
The camels are be there. Camels? Yeah, the donkeys are there. Donkeys? And, and also the, the, you can, the sheets and the lambs, they are over there. And, wow. And people are waiting for a whole night to be, uh, when the time comes in the midnight, when the service starts, people come two or three hours before. Wow, three and hours before, guys. Before. None of this, and like, one minute afterwards or ten minutes yeah. afterwards. And, and the very major thing and most important thing that we miss are here, we are eating roast dinner. But in Pakistan, a lot of curry, biryani, uh, korma, Ooh, uh, chicken biryani. So that is that is the family, family gathering. We miss all these things yeah. as well. Oh, thank you, yeah. Jimmy. That's great. Hand over to Jimmy. Brilliant. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Oh, is it up? Uh, yes, okay. Yeah. Uh, from Tanzania, uh, uh, Tanzania is a country in East Africa, and quite a lot of cultures there, and subcultures, about 72 tribes. So you'll see the combination of Christmas is really a combination of church, cultural, and that what we call Christmas spirit. So, uh, and food, of course. <laughs> <laughs> so for Christmas, uh, uh, Christmas Eve, usually services all over the countries will be happening in the evening till midnight. A lot of singing, a lot of nativity play, a lot of choirs, and sometimes concerts. On Christmas Day, that's when we put our, you know, the best. Some clothes will be just new clothes, everyone, just really very good dresses, a lot of colors in church, uh, and some children will have waited for new clothes for Christmas. Uh, talk about food. Uh, I'm from the north, uh, in our family, uh, you'll find people will have grown a, a, a goat or a cow specially for Christmas next year. Sorry if you're vegetarian, just going to put that out. So you can imagine that food, food is really, 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 way, you know, it's the central, central. So on Christmas Day, it will be a lot of roast, a lot of, of course, pilau rice, and that is the smells of everywhere in the street. So it'll be a lot of food after church. So Sunday morning service and everybody goes, uh, will be eating, singing, and that Christmas spirit is about a lot of singing in the street, a lot of music, of course, and drinks. So, yeah, it's church, eating, and a lot of celebrations. Thank you. You guys are making me really hungry. Just <laughs> going to say that. Thank you. So I'm from California, which is a lot warmer um, than here, uh, and I, I don't really want to speak for the entire United States because it's quite large, and we all have very different uh, tradition. But in California, um, because it's warm, we generally there's a lot of like going to the beach, um, surfing like yeah. on Christmas, Santa hats and surfers. I did not do that, but I do have friends and family who do, um, and I think like like everyone else up here, food is the, probably the biggest difference. Um, and that's just because we're in very close proximity to Mexico, so we often have like tamales and tacos and burritos and that kind of food for Christmas. So a big like roast and all of this. We do that on Thanksgiving um, and save like the yummy Mexican food for Christmas. So oh, so interesting. Yeah, Tacos for Christmas Day, amazing. Okay, so same with you, Candice, yeah. So one little final question is um, for you, this Christmas, what, what does kind of Christmas mean for you? What are you kind of like honing in on? Yeah, I think specifically this Christmas, I'm obviously here and not with my family. So like surrounding myself with like community and like 
church and the beauty of what that looks like, but also there's a lot of things that just in life happen. Um, and I think I've really just been sitting in his presence and trying to hold on to that peace that surpasses all understanding. Um, and yeah, I think that this Christmas has just been a bit of like sitting in the quiet, sitting in the, the stillness and just remembering who he is. Um, and that like through everything, he's our comforter, through everything, he's our friend and he's closer than, than anyone. Even if I was sitting with my entire family, he's still like, he's still the closest thing and he's still the most present. Um, so I think that's a bit of where Thank I've you, been Candace. sitting. That's great. Thank you. Windemi, how about you? Yeah, yes. Yeah. For me, uh, Christmas, uh, uh, especially this year, actually, it's, uh, it's really the, that, that verse in, 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 in Isaiah. Uh, that talks about name. Uh, his name shall be Wonderful Counselor, uh, Mighty God, Prince of Peace. That really, really resonates very much this year, especially uh, because names matter. And the Wonderful Counselor, that's somebody that gives you that leadership, uh, that direction and care. Mighty God, provider, someone who really cares for you, provide that, that care. And Prince of Peace is really God that really cares and helps us to be at peace with ourselves, with our neighbors. And uh, we need a lot in peace in the world at the moment, and we do a lot of injustice talking about peace and then removing Jesus from the equation. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, for me, that this year is really special. For the, yeah. Thank you, thank you, that's brilliant. Uh, this year is a totally different year for me and my family. Um, when we are meditating about uh, what is Christmas for us this year, uh, my both the daughters were agree on one thing, uh, that this Christmas is not uh, something to give, but that is to receive. When we receive Jesus Christ as a savior in our life, then we can give the good news to the other peoples. For myself, is a little bit different today. Um, I meditate on the word Emmanuel, God with us. And uh, I read one verse from Isaiah chapter 43, one two, uh, verse 2. When you pass through the water, I will be with you. And through the river, they shall not overflow you. When you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned. And this difficult time of the world where there's a lot of wars and different things are going on, um, I think for my way, the God said to me, I am with you. On the, your uh, difficult times or your good times, in sorrow or joy, I am with you. Because he said, I'm going and prepare a place for you where I am, you may be. And also when he, say, he goes, he said to his um, uh, disciples, don't worry, I give you a helper. And that is will live in you. Therefore, God is always with us. As God, the Son, the right-hand side of the Father, but the God, the Holy Spirit is within us in everywhere we are going. We don't need to go and find the God. God is in with us. Thank you. Thank you so much. A round of applause these amazing people. Thank you so much. So helpful and just interesting and enlightening, isn't it, to sort of broaden our perspective of what Christmas means for us. And um, to be honest... That is enough, but I'm just going to add a little five minute off the back of what they've said, um, just to kind of, yeah, wrap it all up. 
And uh, I'm going to start by just reading this passage of scripture from Luke. It's brilliant. Luke 2, verses 10 to 11. I think they might come up on the screen. Amazing. I'm going to just pick up the bit before, but if you keep that on the screen, that'd be amazing. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people, for all the people. Today in the town of David, a saviour has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. I'm just going to repeat that one verse because that's really where I want to go. Verse 10. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Thank you so much, Hamish. Um, And the message puts it like this. Don't be afraid. I'm here to announce a great and joyful event that is meant for everybody worldwide. A saviour has just been born in David's town, a saviour who is Messiah and Master. So I I hope you picked up on the emphasis there. To all people, or as the message puts it, everybody worldwide, that Christmas is a global affair. The coming of Jesus is a global affair. And uh, it's, it's crucial that we kind of grasp that, that Christmas is not just kind of for us, the way we do it in our special way, although traditions are amazing and that's really important that we celebrate those, but that Jesus, even though he came to a tiny little country in a tiny little corner of the world, he came with an absolutely massive vision from the God of the universe who has an absolutely massive vision that his message, as Jamil said, is for all people, it's for the whole world, that he is not just our saviour and he doesn't just look like us because actually he didn't, but he has come for the whole world. How awesome is that? A couple of, um, I think it was our last Global Partner Sunday, Tim Dobson counted how many countries were represented in our 11 a.m. service. How many was it, Tim? We think it was 23. I had 26, but I maybe inflated the figures. But we had 23 countries represented in our our gathering for Global Partner Sunday. And as I look around at at an 11 a.m. at this this church, it's so amazing to see how many countries and ethnicities and languages are represented in our church. It's absolutely a beautiful thing. But there's also lots of nationalities and countries that aren't represented in our church or in any churches in Bristol. We have the world on our doorstep, don't we? We have, we have halls of residence just behind our building filled with people from other parts of the world. And it's a reminder and it's a sort of tension to manage as we think about the message of Jesus coming for the world. It means that it's a kind of um, a motivation and a, sometimes a bit of an uncomfortable kind of motivation to think Jesus hasn't just come for me He's come for my neighbor. He's come for everybody in our city. The words of the angel that we just read there are echoed in John 1, where John writes, He came so that through him all might believe. Joy just read it from from John 1, that all might believe. And I'm just going to throw out to you four very short, quick points 
that you can maybe mull on over lunch or when you're chopping up the sprouts or um, stuffing, the, <laughs> stuffing the turkey a bit later or rolling your um, sausages in bacon if that's what you do. So, four ideas about God being a global God. First one, God never excludes anybody from his family and from the invitation to follow Jesus as Lord and Saviour. There's nobody that's excluded from that invite. Nobody, whatever culture, ethnicity, language, gender, God doesn't exclude anyone from the invite to get to know him and to follow him and to receive him as Lord and Saviour. I wonder if you have excluded anyone or ruled out anyone, not deliberately, but maybe think, oh, it's not for them, or that would never happen, or they're too far away, or, you know, that country or that that culture, you know, they've got their own sort of faith. Actually, the message of the Gospels is that Jesus came for the whole entire world, and I think for us personally in Bristol, we can be quite Bristol-centric. And that's wonderful that we have the global partners. And we we kind of, they think they need us, but we need them. Because they remind us there's a whole world out there that needs to hear about Jesus. Second point, God loves all people, all nations, and all ethnicities. There's a beautiful picture in Revelation that has a picture of the end of time where everybody is surrounded um, the throne of, of Jesus, worshipping him. And there are people from all tribes and nations and ethnicities and languages all worshipping him. And until we get there, until the last nation or the na- last people group hears about Jesus and has an opportunity to, atu- to um, repent and follow him, Jesus is not going to come back yet. So, you know, many people have that real sort of motivation and um, they're really propelled by that vision to get the gospel out to all people. And it's a reminder to us that, you know, we have 23 people, nations represented sometimes in our church, but there's a whole load of more nations that aren't represented in our church or any church. And that's something for us to strive for, that we can be as diverse as that picture in Revelation 7. Thirdly, God's motivation to send Jesus and Jesus' motivation to come and be a tiny baby, vulnerable, to, be, to do the incarnation, be kind of put in a stable, limiting himself. It's all love. For God so loved the world, it says in John 3.16. It's his motivation to come. Jesus dying on the cross, his motivation was love. His motivation in his heart towards every single one of us is love. This morning, if you don't know God loves you, I want to remind you or tell you for the first time, if you're here for the first time, you've never heard this, that God loves you. He loves the world, but he also loves you. God is able to do both. We find it hard, don't we, to kind of like shift into different kind of ways of thinking. But God can do both. He can love the world, but he also loves you. And if you don't know that today, then maybe that's the best gift that you could have this Christmas time, is to know and experience God's love for you. And if you're here and you don't know Jesus yet, we just want to encourage you this Christmas to to try him. Try him out. Come to an Alpha course on April, April? On um, January the 24th. Take a discovery pack. 
that by the front door as you leave, just grab one and read through the gospel, the biography of Jesus' life in there. Because we totally believe he is worth following and he's worth receiving the love that he's got for each one of us. And my last point is, the world needs more love. I think we probably all know that. But it comes from him. And if you're struggling to love somebody today, or struggling to love your neighbor, or love someone who has put you in a difficult situation, or you know, you're about to spend a lot of time with some of you, with your family members, who you might not love very much, Jesus is the source of love. As Jamil said, his Holy Spirit is being put in us to love those that we find it difficult to love. And he wants to take us beyond where we are to love those that are, um, are different from us. And let's face it, it's much easier to love and like the people who are like us. But Jesus' global mandate for the world doesn't allow us to just stay with people who are like us. It propels us to go to people who are not like us and who are different from us and look different from us and sound different from us and do Christmas differently from us. And so that's my, my four points. I'm going to throw them back at you today so you can um, listen to them and think about them and mull them over while you're chopping up sprouts or putting them in the bin, if you prefer. Um, firstly, not, not my talk, the sprouts. Firstly, God doesn't exclude anyone from the invite to follow him. He doesn't exclude anyone, and nor should we. Secondly, God loves all people. He loves the world. All nations, all ethnicities, all languages. Number three, God's motivation to send Jesus is love. Jesus' motivation to reach out to us is love. He loves you. He's absolutely passionate about you. Every single one of you. Whether you feel it or not, he absolutely loves you. And number four, we can love others because, as John said, he first loved us. And if you're struggling to love somebody this morning... Ask the Holy Spirit to help you to go beyond that which is normal. Christmas Day, 3.30, it's going to be tough for some of us. That's the moment to draw near to Jesus and say, please help me to love this person you've put in front of me. Let's take a moment to pray. God, we thank you that your mission for the world is to invite every single person into a relationship with you. And that's really hard for us to get our heads around. And it's, it's, it is, it's, it's, it's a tricky kind of conundrum to think how you could possibly want that as your mission and how it could be fulfilled. But we know from your word that that is who you are. And so I pray, Lord God, for us that we would be men and women that love your people and love your world and that we would be confident in taking your message of love to those around us. And we take a moment again to pray for your world, God. We just lift up those trouble spots. We lift up Gaza. We lift up Israel. We lift up Ukraine. We lift up countries where there are, there are unrest, where there's poverty, where there's hunger, where people are struggling and grieving. And we just pray and ask Jesus that you would send your peace to those spots in our world. We ask you to bring you, the Prince of Peace, to bear into those trouble spots. And we pray, Lord God, for a ceasefire in Gaza. We pray for a ceasefire and for it to hold. We pray for humanitarian aid to get in. We pray for those that are grieving. 
on both sides of the conflict. We pray for your peace to come in that part of the world, your part of the world, where you came. May your kingdom come and your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Amen.